Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? This, this the type of music right here that you that you play when you eating your good food. You know what I'm saying? You got your good crew neck on, good socks, clean socks, and of course your slides. You know what I'm saying? Gotta wear your slides. You know what I mean? This is this is Lows for the Love, episode 14. And I wanna say Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? On that note, I want I want all the good people to grab your eggnogs, even though I think eggnog is trash. Shout out to the eggnog drinkers, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to all the women that like eggnog. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the kids, you know. I want you to as you listen to this pod, understand that Christmas is about love and gifts, you know what I'm saying? And family, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my family out there. Shout out to my Spotify listeners, my Apple listeners, and my SoundCloud listeners. On this Christmas episode, we're going to get into these issues and the situations that happened prior to Christmas, you know what I mean? And we here, you know what I'm saying? Episode 14. Merry Christmas. But yeah, man, you know, Christmas in Virginia and only Virginia is where we have cookouts in December 25th. You know what I'm saying? Snow is no such thing in this area. And of course, when you add COVID to it, which is a whole pandemic, you know what I'm saying? If you just so happen to meet Santa Claus, that motherfucker's gonna have a mask on because it's like he may give you COVID. So we at that point in time, you know what I'm saying? So with COVID and you know dealing with the four seasons in in the 757 it's just best to stay home you know what i'm saying and eat what you got to eat you know what i'm saying stay out the way but that doesn't kill the spirit of christmas you know what i'm saying because it's all about gifts love and hugs you know what i'm talking about so during this week it was just about Good music, you know what I'm saying? Get in the bag, but remember, always get the bag, but maintain the main bag, which is yourself, you know what I'm talking about? So that way you can get the gifts for you and your loved ones and keep the day moving from that point, you know what I'm saying? But let's get into some culture shit, you know? All right, man, so Smack Volume 9 just happened this past weekend, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Smack, shout out to Beasley, shout out to URL and the Battle Culture, you know, Smack Volume 9. Dope event, man. You know, all the battles was was legit. And, you know, let's get into it. So, with the first battle, that was Shotgun Shug versus Real Name Brandon. Now, going into the first battle, it was a dope opener as far as a battle. Um, the main thing that I gathered from the battle was how Shotgun Shug is back. You know what I'm saying? He's talking his shit doing the same pocket checks he was rapping his ass off on the second round he was going around circles with the bars so he was going crazy and i fought with real name brandon real name brandon is dope he wanted the new cats in the new era that's coming up my only critique with real name brandon is he need to speed it up with his raps because he takes too much time getting to the point to where especially if you do battles in a crowd with a crowd that's involved it can make the crowd kind of go to sleep and we rock with it but it's just like you gotta you gotta make it a little you gotta be a little quicker with that but um 
with the first battle, I definitely gave Suge um, a 2-1 on that one. I definitely gave Brandon the third, but and I gave Suge the first two, if not a 3-0. I heard a lot of people say 3-0 Suge, and I can understand that. I kind of gave the third um, to real name Brandon. I gave him the nod on that one. But 2-1-3-0, either way, it went to Suge. Um, so definitely good to see Suge popping off like that. And the following battle was Casey J versus Vincent the Assassin. We're going to the woman now. That was the only woman battle of the card. Um, shout out to the women because they definitely got the spotlight of that. And shout out to both Casey J and Vincent because they both was dope. My only thing uh, with Casey watching the battle, she should work on her her voice projection like how she like her tone within the battle like she she stays in one aggressive tone throughout each round to where it's like we already we heard that aggression already it's like you kind of need to switch it up like you need to go from low voice to high voice and not just all rounds you shoulders up and you getting bulk on motherfuckers you know what i'm saying because it's like it gets to a point where we get tired of it and vixen on the other hand i mean yo she was just going ham like she she was going in like the only reason i don't have a 3-0 um against casey as far as vixen is because casey snapped on the third round her third was crazy you know what i'm saying to the point where it just really saved a 30 but other than that, it would have been a 3-0 on Vincent's side but um, if it wasn't for that third round from Casey. But shout out to them. I gave it to, I gave it to Vincent 2-1. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I mean? Shout out, to, shout out to, the, to the shorties, you know? And then the following battle from that point um, was DNA versus Real Sick. Shout the real sick. That's another newcomer. You know, DNA is from the URL era with surfing them, and we're gonna get to surf later. But the DNA real sick battle, dope battle. I gave it the DNA. Arguably a thirty. Um, I would say two one, but now that I'm thinking about it, I can honestly say a gentleman's thirty because, like, the thing with real sick in this particular battle because shout out to real sick jersey jersey boy you know what i'm saying but real sick bars was like it was hitting but it was just like he'll throw a jab he'll throw like multiple jabs and then he'll hit you with that haymaker and if you heard this before you heard it from more so Daylight, because I remember Daylight brought this up, so definitely want to give Daylight the credit. But when I watched the battle, I felt the same energy, because if you are in the battle culture, then you can see how certain battlers react and respond on their battles and how they rap. So, like, in this particular battle with DNA, it was, like, real sick. It was watching a boxer just, like, jab the punching bag a thousand times and then on the thousand and one punch it's a, the hardest swing he ever took and it hits but it's like it took forever to get to that that swing you know what i'm saying rather than if he breaks it down to like jab 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 swing and then go back to them 
them little small punches, then it's, it'll make it a little more effective round. That's real. That's on real sick side. Now DNA on the other hand was talking. I mean, he like the scheme he did with like the sick scheme he did about uh, using his grandmother being sick and all that was crazy. Like he was just going in. Like it was, you know, he was really speaking gospel to sick at that at that point. So that's why, arguably, I definitely had DNA winning the battle. But I can honestly, now that I think about it, would give him a gentleman's 30. And a gentleman's 30, for the people who don't know in the culture, is like a 10-9 round um, in a boxing match. Like, the other boxer wasn't necessarily bad or trash or anything like that. It was just this particular other opponent was just speaking better in each round. So it was 10-9s, if not one 10-8 round, but a 10-9 on each round and DNA definitely got that. And with that, so of course that was three battles. Um the next one from there was Clips. Charlie Clips versus B Dot. Now this is the funniest battle to me because this was ended up being the battle of the night. People People give it to the next battle that I'm going to talk about, which is the easy, easy, easy to block versus um, Kayshawn. God damn, what the fuck, man? I beat y'all. I don't know these niggas off the top of my head, man. I watch this shit, but it's like, God damn. I, I'm thinking like, what the fuck this battle, son? But yeah, like the clips and B-Dot battle to me was the battle of the night because it was more memorable as far as like what the fuck happened during that fucking battle. Like, and the funny part about that and which I'm saying it is it was the worst battle of the car as far as performance and the production of it. Like both uh battlers choked, yet they said some shit that was like, damn. And then now we at a point of the culture, especially battle rap culture, where even if you choke, you can kind of come back from that and complete your round and still kind of have a chance of winning that shit. And that's what clips taught us because like b dot end up choking first and i went a choke is a choke i'm gonna call it what it is i'm gonna call it spade a spade if you if you stumble in your rounds and you have to take a pause and then get to your point that's that's a choke technically it's not like a you know you you fucked up and then you stop rapping completely so that's that's a full choke but it's still a choke like a choke is a choke so that's what b dot did and i think that was his second round to where he got stumbled i i would say it was nerves because um like i said just now he ended up finishing his round and it was hard besides the stumbles and the the nerves and it probably wasn't from clips it was just the nerves that kicked in because we all humans so like once he got himself together and finished around b dot was talking and then when it got the clips he fucked around and choked as well now at the time when you watch the battle it don't feel like he choked or more so he choked on purpose like he it really felt like he did that to support b dot like on some because he even said it in his round later on like yo we both like we both choked now we even so it kind of felt like like a gesture in a way, you know what I'm saying? Like he damn near saved B dot because originally it would just look bad for B dot because he was stumbling, and then Clips would have 
finish his three rounds and then it would have been a different conversation but anyway clips choked and he ended up spitting a freestyle to complete his round and the freestyle was the pure definition of a freestyle because clips was saying anything out his fucking mouth he sounded like me when i rap and yet the crowd was fucking with it because the one thing clips did in that battle was show his uh veteran presence in that situation like he showed his vet status where he went not only went off the top but he incorporated the crowd and he was saying certain things that was just like a emotional roller coaster like he'll say shit that was just terrible and then at points he'll just say the greatest shit ever and then it was just up and down up and down up until the second round was done ultimately that was the probably closest battle of the card to me because i can understand um anybody going either side so that's what we call a preference battle um it was definitely a 2-1 debate i gave it the clips because of the point that it is made like the fact that not only that he choked because back then if you choke it would have been a it would have been in game you know what i'm saying but now you can kind of rebuttal from that and come back and still complete your shit and spit your three rounds and still be judged if you want a loss as far as fans and the culture and all that shit but like i gave the nod to clips because clips first round was crazy I gave that the clips and B dot was talking, but I edged that the clips in the first and then on the second, I gave that two clips off the fact that even though he choked, both guys choked in the same round. It was just how clips handled the choke was better than B dot handling the choke, which sounds fucking wild, but that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to them fellas because clips is a legend. He's in the GOAT status mountain rushmore you know what i'm saying and b dot is you know that he's not an upper comer he been out in the game so he's in the euro era um slash new era but definitely shout out to b dot now the next battle like i just brought up earlier is easy to block captain shout out to philly versus kashan now that nigga easy the block captain bro is the nigga to watch bro I'm telling you now, I'm going to say it again. Easy to block, Captain, is the new nigga to watch. So far, that nigga has not lost. And we're speaking more so single battles. Now, the two-on-two that he had with uh, Tay Rock versus Geechee and Swamp, triple C's, I gave that the triple C's. But, again, that's a two-on-two situation. As far as one-on-one, Easy has not lost. Easy is talking to niggas. That battle with Kayshawn was fire. And before I get on easy or stay on easy, pause, Kayshawn was actually saying some dope shit. He gave us solid three rounds. So I will give props to Sean because Sean is going on a recent slump where he lost the last nine rounds of his battles. And he's been getting the slack as far as his performance because at this point we're watching a performer that's spitting things and it's dope but we are used to this style already we already grown old and tired of it and as long as Kayshawn doesn't adapt to his style and what he does then he's going to honestly keep experiencing the slump that he's going through 
Because before the slump, he was arguably the top nigga, and he was arguably undefeated as far as his last, like, damn near 20 battles up until his previous two, three battles. Now, going back to the battle with him and Easy, again, Sean was saying shit in his rounds. Like, the one line when he said, I heard Easy, and I, I shot I shot him, and I heard Easy, and I thought it was Mook. Or some shit like that. I just fucked it up, but it was something where he said he heard easy and thought it was moot. I thought that was, that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then like in the first round when he was talking and he was telling easy like my nigga, I know a nigga that did 15 years for armed robbery and he's still a bitch. Like that was hard because it's like my nigga that that prison shit don't mean an automatic gangster move. So it was like he, he was he was coming out swinging and his energy. And his consistency as far as his raps and shit like that was a good thing to see from the last two battles because it was like a, a weird shine at that point. However, with all that being said, that nigga Easy the Block Captain, shout out to Philly, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? That nigga Easy was talking to this nigga, bro. Like, talking. Like this nigga was saying so much shit, it was just like, and again, it was going is going back to the same point I made with the DNA real sick. Like everything as far as round for round, Easy was saying things that was just better than Sean was saying, and it's not a knock to Sean because at least Sean gave us a performance and an opportunity to say that his three rounds were solid but it just wasn't enough of what easy was saying so that was another gentleman's arguably 30 you know what i'm saying like easy definitely won that battle i gave that to easy of course and you can honestly say or i can honestly say from watching it it was a 30 if not 2-1 easy, uh, easy side you know what i mean but shout out to both cats and again from sean's point i hope he really sees that he needs to switch it up because from time to time regardless of your resume it gets to a point where we get tired of it and not so more so get tired of it but the but the shit changes dog like you gotta think of it like you know the sports leagues like it's not going to be the same production year in year out eventually somebody's gonna come in this motherfucker switch it up and now you gotta adapt to it and i think that's what sean has to look into and see that damn, I got to really change my shit and approach it on a different way. And then the people will really fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Because the nigga nice. But shout out to Easy and Sean, man. And, of course, after that battle, it was the main event, which was uh, Surf versus Twerk. And fucking Jesus, bro. Like, that shit was like robbery. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, that shit was pure robbery from Twerk's side. Like, I'm truly disappointed in Twerk. And... You know, this this poses like the ESPN question when I first when I was watching about it, it was like, you know how ESPN do. Um, do you give more credit to the winner or to the loser? And it's like if I had to answer that question, I would say it was more bad for twerk than it was good for surf. Because like during the face off, surf said it like if I lose, everything going to be all right. Like nothing's going to change the landscape of surf situation like if he would have lost he would have still been booked for the next url event pretty much going forward and we seen that happen because before surf and before i get to surf we seen surf 
take some L's and he still got booked for main events because that's just his status. Now, back to twerk. That shit was sick because immediately after Surf finished his first round, twerk started to choke. So that right there told me as I'm watching the battle, he wasn't ready for this shit, nor was he mentally prepared to face this man in a battle sense. You know what I'm saying? Because Twerk has all the talent in the world to be top five slash one of the greatest, if not the greatest, in this battle shit. But to see that he wasn't there mentally and even with the chokes and the stumbles and him not being within himself, he was still saying some shit that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but... We talking about Surf, man, a.k.a. Grandson, man. Like, that nigga right there. I saw a tweet, and it was, like, some real shit low-key. That shit said Surf's white tee is what niggas think the gray hoodie Lux is. And that shit is kind of true, man, because it's like, yo, that white tee Surf is different. Like, when that nigga Surf come out on stage and he and he walk immediately to his po- opponent and he look him dead in the eye, that's like fucking smelling fear and he smelt that shit and then he pulled he backpedaled and he, he started his round and it was a rap like surf was saying so much shit that was crazy it was obviously a 30 it was a 60 a 90 or 120 because like this nigga won like nine rounds and he and he spit three you know what i'm saying so definitely shout out to uh the surf man i i i want to see surf battle rum nitty like he he battled geechee and that battle is a classic i want to see him battle if i'm not mistaken i don't think he battled nitty i could be fucking bugging but if he didn't yo smack set that up you know what i'm saying or if you don't do that which y'all should do is book a gun titles versus efb which is surf and rock versus geechee and rum nitty and then they cats shout to Av, the Norfolk legend, Av with EFB. Um, that's Geechee side, so you, you can put Av versus um Easy, and then like EFB got Swamp, so I will put Swamp versus Chess, and then y'all can have like a two on two situation where it's Tay Rock and Surf, which is gun titles versus EFB, and that's Geechee and Nitty. That'd be crazy, right? Smack hit my line, yo, but yeah, man, that, that was the smack volume nine smack to my knowledge said that was the last event of the year so that's what he squeezed through and i want to shout out to smack again because the past couple events even the drake event was crazy he gave us classics you know what i'm saying and 2022 we're gonna definitely wait to see what smack gonna offer more for the culture man but you know we here man you know Shout out to my battle rap fans, and as far as music, and as far as music, I want to say first and foremost, from the bottom of my heart, at For The Love, when it comes to Sean Corey Carter, I'm going to say it one more time, when it comes to Sean Corey Carter, aka Sir Carter of Brooklyn, A.K.A. Hover, A.K.A. G.O.A.T. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is fucking with the God. 
if we was talking about a 20 for 20 versus battle. I mean, nobody. I mean, what is niggas going to do when Big Pimpin' is playing on your, on your vicinity? Like, what are you going to do when you standing there and next to your right is the greatest man, one of the greatest mans that ever rapped? Just going atomic bomb after atomic bomb after atomic bomb. Are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to his colleagues, I would say. He did come out, and what I'm referring to is Jay-Z, of course. He was on Twitter Spaces, and he expressed that no one, and he met no one, can see him on stage during the verses, so that's why he's not going to do one. Now, I may not agree more so to that particular statement, but one, Jay is supposed to say that at the status he's in, and two, he's not losing. It is what it is. The only motherfuckers that I can honestly see, like, not only can stand on the stage with Jay, because it's only a few, if not no more than a handful of people that I can see being in the same stage and getting their 20 off, even though it's not going to be enough for Jay's 20. And that's like the Waynes from, and these are the people I heard the most. You know, you got Wayne, Buster, LL even and DMX of course rest in peace because that would have been a a battle of battles because they already are documented with their battles in the past so that would have definitely been the best fit um besides that like people got to stop playing with hove man people got to stop acting like the like reasonable doubt doesn't exist like, like the same nigga that we talking about didn't sleep whole winters and woke up and spit summers. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who does that? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they got to stop playing with Sean Carter. I understand his wife is, you know, the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Miss Nose. But we talking about Sean Corey Carter, man. You know what I'm saying? We talking about the nigga. Yo, man. Yo. Give me. 20 songs of Jay-Z versus anybody, and I promise you I'm getting at least 15. 15 of the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's the shit that I be on with this type of conversation because, granted, for the people who don't know, you know, Jay said what he said, but out of that statement, it gathered a conversation within the people and the culture of their thoughts of what this man said and at the end of the day los is saying fuck out of here nobody's fucking with sean carter because you will get washed and that's word to biggie you know what i'm saying like it's levels to this shit like i'm hearing people saying future you know what i'm saying like and nas and and these are legends like as far as not to compare nas and future but like the future thing is one thing but like nas i can understand wayne and Buster and LL, those are the top names I heard as far as being on stage with Hov. But it's levels to this shit, dog. And I say that to say people got to learn how to stop capping, bro. You know what I'm saying? Lying don't get you anywhere, man. Lying gets you on the floor laying down. You know what I'm saying? And on that note, I want to get to a situation that we have to have an honest conversation about, man. You know what I'm saying? You see how I segue that? Shout out to God, man. But 
the whole Megan and Tory situation, dog, as that shit is coming out and they're currently on trial for that shit, it's starting to feel like your girl was capping, as the niggas say, or welling. If you back at home in the 757, you know, we still use welling. She was welling her ass off. That's what it's looking like. Because, you know, normally when you fire a gun, it's gun residue on you or on your body. So the fact that that wasn't found in Tory's body is one. Two, they cannot find the bullet fragments on that injured foot is another thing. And back to the gun residue situation, not only was it not found in Tori's body, but it was alleged found in her ex-girlfriend's, or excuse me, her ex-friend's, same thing, girlfriend body at that point. So that tells me, did this nigga really shoot her? Me personally, I'm starting to feel like he didn't do it because it would already been found that he did it if it was that damn obvious you know what i'm saying and on top of all of that during the time of the event it was reported and stated that she was drunk and belligerent and at the time of the incident her back was turned so how can you literally figure out who shot you when your back was turned and you could not see who shot you you just got hit so i say that to say god bless the megan but we have to call a spade a spade and know that motherfuckers is capping when they capping. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Tory too, because that man got crucified even to this day. And if it really truly comes out that he was innocent and she was lying, she should honestly get as flamed as this man has been getting flamed for the past couple years off this shit. You know what I'm saying? And we still support her. We still support all our black women, but the main thing and the main lesson that I would say about this situation is it's never wrong when a person questions something. Because just because the first thing out of somebody's mouth is stated, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the truth. You get what I'm saying? We have the right to question if that's not the case and then go from there. That's the problem with the society nowadays where the first thing out of somebody's mouth is being taken as what it was rather than taking the time and, in quote, investigating the situation and finding out the truth at that point. That's the problem with these y'all motherfuckers. Y'all never want to take the time to investigate. Y'all to see the first thing out your mouths or not out of your mouths, but in the Internet and say that's the truth. And it could be the absolute bullshit is a bullshit statement of all time. You know what I'm saying? Word, man. So, you know, you get you you know, we went through the smack smack volume nine recap, you know. Um, definitely nobody's fucking with Hove. Cause what the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? You know what I'm saying? Like that that right there is just like comedy right there. You know, I laugh at a lot of shit. That's one of them, you know, ha ha ha. And then, like, the Meg Tory thing, that's just a lesson for the good brothers and sisters about, you know, welling out here, man. Welling ain't good for the soul. You know what's good for the soul? Pineapples, grapes, and oranges. You know what I'm saying? And then add a banana to that, and you got your good smoothie. You know what I mean? And, of course, water is good for the soul. Not lying. You know what I'm saying? Word. And shout out to Nas, man. Nasir Jones, yet again. They dropped two albums in one year, and 
at least one of them, which is King's Disease 2, to be definitely an uh, album of the year contender and to drop this body of work, which is called Magic. Man, listen to Woo for the children, bro. This man is talking. What Nas is doing, and which is great for the culture and for hip-hop, is he's showing how to age backwards out here, man. He's really sounding like a 20-year-old Nas. And we heard 19- and 20-year-old Nas. That's when he was snuffing Jesus and shit. You know what I'm saying? This is sounding like that type of Nas, man. It's giving that type of feel, and this is like the greatest shit right now. That Magic LP slash EP, whatever it's called, is a insane body of work with him and hip boys doing is crazy and the fact that on this particular body of work they announced king disease three coming out it only continues the the immaculate you know what i'm saying body of art that they that these guys are doing so shout out to hip boy and nas definitely fire album like you know what i'm saying nothing more nothing less than that and but like I said, man, you know, it's Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Kids open up the gifts, you know what I'm saying? If you were bad this year and you got a PS5, you don't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? What you should be doing is getting your grades up and stop cussing, man. Because it's not, you know what I'm saying? The fuck is wrong with y'all. But, you know, it's Christmas. We opening gifts, you know what I'm saying? We wearing our onesies. You know, for the fellas, get your good robes, you know what I'm saying? Get your good socks and underwear, you know what I'm saying? Because ain't nothing like a brand new socks and drawers, word to Warren G, you know? But, again, we about to get into the sleepers, a.k.a. 757 Sounds, you know what I'm talking about? This one, we got the good brother Shelly, formerly known as Drum, if you may remember Drum. This is from the song Cha-Cha, and he's representing Hampton, Virginia, here to bring the good Christmas, a.k.a. Christmas spirit, to the people and the culture, you know what I'm saying? As this one's playing, I want you to grab your hot chocolate, your hot chocolates, and your warm blankets and quilts, ladies and gentlemen. This is Shelly, a.k.a. Drum. And this is called Litmus. Let's get it.
yeah, oh yeah. That was the good brother Shelly, formerly known as Drum. And the song was called Litmus. Y'all definitely check them out on all DSPs and YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all hear what's on the background. As we let the great Nat King Cole lead us through, you know what I'm saying? You know, before we check out of episode 14, you know what I'm saying? Just want to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Again, my Spotify listeners, my SoundCloud listeners, and my Apple listeners. Y'all great. Every episode. Appreciate the love at for the love. And I also want to give a shout out to all the parents out there that made sure and supplied the blessings and holidays each year for their kids because it's all about the children and like old dirty said wu-tang is for the children and plus at the end of the day we know what time it is because in the hood we ain't had no chimneys you know what i'm saying so motherfuckers felt like you was coming through the wall you know what i mean or you open the door and then we saw gifts but shout out to y'all man you know and now definitely shout out to all my loved ones out there and all the people out there that's suffering during these times i understand it's hard when you lost a loved one and you went through trials and tribulations during this moment so definitely want to send love to those people and before we check out man just want to say you know grab your warm blankets and quilts Make your hot chocolate if you like eggnog, you know what I'm saying? Warm up your eggnogs or however you fix that shit. It's kind of disgusting. So, you know what I mean? That's to each his own. But shout out to y'all because y'all great, you know what I'm saying? And tell your people you love them, man. Look at your family from left and right and tell them that you're blessed and that you love them. Because in 2022, we keeping the progression and the love going forward Not only for the new year but for the new rest of your life You know what I'm saying And we also want to stay out of the fuckery for 2022 Because again for 2022 We about moving up Not down You know what I'm saying Because the only down we do is third party activities And I'm going to let you figure that out You know what I mean On that note And I say that to say episode 14 You know Merry Christmas Happy Kwanzaa Happy New Year, all of that other shit, and God bless. Times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you.